You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Listen, man. I know it sounds too good to be true, but I want you to just do me a favor and run on over to SaveWithConrad.com. Get yourself a quick quote. My man, Andy M just left us a five-star review over at conradreviews.com, And he had this to say, the effort and communication from Josh was above and beyond. We ran into several unexpected hiccups along the way, but Josh kept us informed and kept looking for options to get things done. In the end, we were still able to refinance to a 15 year loan, where we're going to be able to pay it off in 10. And we took enough cash out to pay off our credit cards, my truck loan, and even buy my wife, her very first new vehicle. We're going to save over $500 a month from what we would have been paying without the refinance. We can't thank everyone enough. Now guys, that right there is a win, win, win situation. Let me explain over the last couple of years, your house is probably worth more than ever. Now, what you do with that equity is up to you. And what I'm going to recommend is we do what our man Andy did. Andy took himself from a 30 year loan down to 15 years, but he's planning to pay it off in 10. Now, how can he afford to do that? We got rid of all his credit card debt. Just like that, we got rid of his truck loan and we even got him enough cash to get his wife a new vehicle. The result, cheaper monthly payments. How does that happen? How do you get a new car, pay off a truck and get rid of your credit cards and cut years off your loan? You go to savewithconrad.com. We're going to get you cheaper monthly payments. And how's this for starters? No house payments for the next two months. That's right. You can skip your next two payments. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket and buddy. If we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. And here's the best part. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. I don't care if you were late here or there. Maybe you had a bankruptcy back in the day. Maybe you were late on a credit card. We're going to help you figure out how to get in the situation that your family needs now and long-term. We want to be your mortgage advisor for life at savewithconrad.com. Wu Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Wu Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Wings! Legendary flavors! World championship wings! Woo! Woo wings! Yeah! Woo woo!
We are broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hello and welcome to ARN. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster, our favorite TV champion, and the man that, contrary to what the clip showed last week, never ran from RoboCop. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the enforcer. He's double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week, my friend? Well, for a solid week, I've had my head submerged in a bucket of ice water. <laughs> trying to make that memory of what I saw go away, and it wouldn't go away, so it must have really happened. So we're going to move forward with some stuff that's got to be better. It's got to be, and I, I promise you uh, it will. But let's go ahead and just for a recap, last week we did combine our coverage of April and May 1990, thanks to the neck injury that you had suffered at the Russell War pay-per-view. Most of our coverage centered on the build to Capital Combat and the insertion of RoboCop. Not the Peter Weller version, uh, no, but the one that was there for the Sting Horseman storyline. This week, though, we're going to look at the build to the Great American Bash 1990, uh, where WCW finally was able to make Sting the world champion and the official franchise. But before we get to that moment, we're going to take a look at all the events that got us to Baltimore on July 7th by walking through June. Arn, you ready to do this, my friend? You betcha. All right, here we go. June 1990. It begins at an old JCP stalwart. It's the Baltimore Arena. Ironically, this is going to be the same setting for the Great American Bash in just over a month where the changing of the guard takes place. But this night, 1,700 fans came to the matches. On the card in the semi-main event, you and your buddy Barry Windham wrestled and defeated the Steiner brothers when you gained the pinfall over Scott Arn, it seems like Oli's moving out of the day-to-day wrestling, and this is the beginning of you tagging quite frequently with Barry Windham. You've ta- you've tagged a ton with a ton of guys. We've talked about it. Oli, Tully, Larry, Bobby, Matt Bourne, just to name a few. How did working with Barry as a partner compare to working with the others? What did you think of uh, working with him in a tag team setting? Well, I love being partners with Barry. He could uh, bounce the big guys around. He could wrestle the small guys, Matt Russell, he could do it all. He uh, was a great partner. I don't think we had that, that, that ESP that maybe Tully and I had. Bobby Eaton was just such a smooth, incredible partner. You know, I think if you put Barry on the list, he may be third. Okay. So would you go Tully, number one? Or maybe even fourth. Behind, you know, I learned a lot from Oli. Uh, I was going to say Tully, Bobby, Oli, and, and then, then Barry. Maybe, yeah, I think so. And that's okay. not that's not shortening Barry. He just, you know, he kind of was a single wrestler, and he when he would step through the ropes, he would kind of have a bit of a little chunk of a single match. But it was world class stuff all the way. Buddy, nobody's going to fault you for ranking him fourth when you talk about those top three. I mean, when you talk about Tully, you you guys were peanut butter and jelly. Then you go to Bobby Eaton, who one of the best tag team wrestlers of all time, when you think about what he did with the Midnight Express. He just knew how to work in tag teams. And then Ole, like you said, he taught you so much in the business. How can he not be? So makes total sense uh, to me. Uh, so there you go. Barry Windham, big, athletic, could do it all. Like you said, could work with the bigger dudes, too. And, uh, and so that was nice to have that advantage. 
So you're working with him the following day. You're featured up and down the card for a matinee show at the Asheville Civic Center, working second from the top. Here you are again with Barry. You're facing the Steiners. The main event would be same as night before. Was Rick, uh, he's taken on the Junkyard Dog, and we as wrestling fans have heard that this was a difficult program for Rick based on Junkyard Dog's health and the fact that Rick was coming off arguably his best wrestling year in 1989. Do you remember anything specific about Rick working with JYD uh, back in 1990 here? Well, it just wasn't tailor-made for Rick's kind of match. Um, JY was a little bit limited in his offense. Um, Rick was used to pulling a lot of time, and he would build a match based on the fact that he was going to do at least 30 minutes every night. Just It was probably not the best booking. Sometimes you have what we call in this business bad bookings. That was a bad booking. Yeah. Well, we move on. It's June 4th. NWA uh, taped June 16th edition of Worldwide. The Horsemen continued targeting both Luger and Sting. And during Luger's match, the Horsemen surrounded the ring until Sting left the broadcast position to make the save. And then later on in that same taping, Arn, you and Flair accompanied by Sid, the big man who we got to talk a lot about last week. You won a match against Mike Rotundo and Jerry Price. You earned the fall for your team when you hit Price with a DDT. But prior to that, Double A, you DDT'd Rotundo on the floor. The beatdown continued until JYD, Sting, and Orndorff would make the save on Rotunda and Price. And then during these tapings, Arn, you guys recorded a segment for NWA Pro that aired the following week. Warning Sting's allies named the Dudes with Attitudes. You got JYD, Paul Orndorff, Pillman, Luger, and the Steiners that the horsemen dictated policy in the NWA and that the newly formed alliance did not intimidate you guys. So, Arn, we only see this faction for about a month or so, but do you know if there were any plans to take the grouping further in the program with the horsemen? Because it's not, it's not long. They're not, they're not here long as a group. I think it was probably meant to be just short-term. It was just one of those things that, that maybe gave those guys a rub being together. Uh, Orndorff was a big star. JYD was a huge star in New York, but when he went to WWF, he wasn't used quite as well as he was when he was in Louisiana. I mean, he was a god in Louisiana. Uh, but you put them with Sting and Luger and the Steiners, and it was just, I think it was meant to be short-term and get a little rub from each each group of guys to the other guys. Yeah, it's just like, hey, we have this horseman faction. We need a group of, of good guys uh, to, you know, to work together to go up against them. So, hey, dudes with attitudes, here we go. Well, the next time we see is at the Bayfront Center in St. Petersburg, Florida on June 8th in front of 3,000 fans. That night, you and the Nature Boy teamed together in the main event of the evening against Lex and JYD. But you guys would come up short in this one. Once again, we see you being paired with a different member of the Horsemen. Arn, you were just kind of, you were that guy that could play all over the field and work with whoever they needed you to work with, whether it be tag teaming with that person or, uh, you know, uh, facing him as an opponent. And, and you and work, Rick, at this point, were best friends. You'd wrestled together countless times. But if you could put it into words, did wrestling with Rick ever lose value for you considering that he was the greatest professional wrestler of the era and certainly the biggest, most established draw in WCW? Or was it just business as, as usual for you? Well, you know, I was the utility guy. I could do the first match. I could go out and 
defend the TV title or I could be in the main event. Uh, you know, with Rick as a partner, it was never lost on me what a big star he was in the business at that time and uh, had been for some time. So it was a good rub for me and we were friends and we were partners and it uh, it just worked out well for me. You know, I was, I was very, very thankful to have uh, the experience. Well, June 9th, you move on. It was a busy day in the wrestling world, as noted by our friend Richard Land of HistoryofWWE.com. Harley Race, at this point, Arn, was arrested for operating a boat while under the influence of alcohol. After the 23-foot boat he was operating in Lake of the Ozarks, struck another boat from behind and sent four passengers from that boat to the hospital. One would suffer two broken legs, one a collapsed lung, and two others suffered lacerations. The incident took place on June 8th. Race was arrested the following day. He was not injured, but his boat was totaled. We certainly don't condone, obviously, drinking and driving or drinking and boating. But who the hell is going to tell the toughest man ever to walk God's green earth that it might be time for him to switch to water and back to and back the throttle down a bit? It, seriously, though, man, this is this. Do you remember this whole situation going on back then? I really don't, and I'm yeah. glad I don't because, you know, injuring a bunch of people like that, I don't yeah. care who you are. That's right. Is so wrong, and. It, you know, I guess the only good news is hopefully no one died. No, no. But, I mean, still, that's, uh, none of us have that right. Doesn't matter how big a star you are to, to endanger someone else. And I'm just, it's almost like I'm hearing that for the first time. Yeah, yeah, nope. Uh, it's out there. It's documented. But, yeah, right around this time frame, that all went down. So, uh, so just part of the history here of this time period. And, uh, and just uh, thought I'd mention that. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Listen, on the same day, we'll keep moving. June 9th, episode of NWA Worldwide, the horsemen, Oli, Sid, Barry, and yourself would cut a promo directed at the pizza man. That's right, Jim Hurd. Arn, it's our first clip of the week. We're going to check it out. It's NWA Worldwide from June 9th, 1990. Let's, let's give it a watch. Hurd, are you for real? You think you're going to investigate me? You're going to find out I had something to do with that cage? What are you talking about, you nuts? I don't have nothing to do with nothing in any cage. That's your problem. I'll tell you what, Hurd, I know a few lawyers too. And before you kick me out of my job here on WCW or WWW or any other TV show, you better listen to what my lawyers have to say. It's the same old scenario. It's Luca crying foul because he can't beat the champion. The bottom line is, you walk a machine out, 
You walk a eight foot tall giant out. It's called playing stuck the dick, Herd. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's always been the same old story. The horseman against the world. Well, my friend, I don't care. Rock's got the lawyers. Luger, if you can't get it done, Sting, JYD, Horndorf, don't sing the blues to the front office. If you want to be a man, stand up and be a man. Get it done on your own. Jim Hurd, every time you look into something that I've done, one of us has to go. You suspend me. I don't call you. Something happens. You can check into this all you want. The point of the matter is, and the fact of it is, is that the cage was up. It was one of the idiots that you hired to work at one of your pay-per-view events. Exactly right. And we took advantage of a situation that you're too much of an eggplant to take care of. If you want to check into our backgrounds, you better look into your own backyard, pal, because you might be the one taking the hike. Right, guys? And here, always remember, here's our race in the hole. We'll Shit, always Richard. come back around, big guy. There he is, Tuxedo Man. The mistakes continue. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Herd must have already been gone. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Is Herd a guy that was like, hey, this is kind of fun, me being involved in a little bit of this uh, angle stuff? Or, or, what? or, what, or was he gone? Was he, was he canned by he now? He could have been. Yeah, he could have been. At this I point. can't imagine us getting away with that without him already being gone. The door shut. Out the door. Might yeah, be one one for your research guy to yeah, check on. Yeah, I'm looking up uh, Jim Hurd right now just to kind of take a look at it, and it, it goes right into his, his his feud with Flair and and uh, his tenure began January 3rd, 1989, and uh, I think he was still there though around this time because he has his feud with Flair and it's kind of going on. I don't see officially quickly when it ended. He resigned from WCW on January 8th, 1992. So he's still there, bud. Well, he must have liked hearing his name on TV then. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. For us to get away with that. Okay, all yep. right. So there you go. Arn, later in the day, a TV championship match between you and Rocky King aired on World Championship Wrestling. Rocky put up a fight, but on this day came up short against the man we call the Enforcer. Before we get into the closing moments of the match, anything you want to share about Rocky King? Uh, Rock was in incredible shape, good abs, good physique, uh, had a lot of ambition. He just, when I was catching him at this point in his career, he was just a little bit green and just a little bit outmanned. Okay. If I remember this correctly. Yeah, well, hey, we're going to watch it. It's from June 9th, 1990. Here we go. Closing moments, you and Rocky King. That the horsemen are superior to Rocky King and to anyone else that they step inside the squared circle with. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, 6.05, the NWA main event. Outstanding main event, Rock and Roll Express challenging the World Tag Team Champions Doom. Stan Hansen, who we heard from. And boy, did we ever. We'll see him in action tomorrow night at 6.05. I tell you, you've got to hand it to Rocky King for accepting this challenge. As I have mentioned, I've handled as tactfully as I can. Rocky doesn't have the greatest one-loss record in our sport. <laughs> but he has got a lot of guts. Contagious. And 
just mauling Rocky King at this point in time. You gotta believe that as Dennis Brandt, the editor of the Wrestling Wrap-Up, looks on to cover this for the exclusive magazine of World Championship Wrestling. Rocky King fighting back. I tell you, this kid's He's winning the hearts of a lot of people. He's the underdog. He's a guy that's not even considered to have a chance against Arn Anderson. But he's here, and he's fighting with all he's got. Look at him grab that leg. Trying to single leg Arn Anderson. But Anderson just too much for Rocky King at this juncture of the contest. The men, they hit the ring against Rocky King. It was the dudes with attitudes. Hey, JR on the call, man. And as I listen to him, and this is really his era of wrestling when he is just so exciting. Do you ever, and I know that there's weeks where you make it to shows and weeks that you don't with, uh, with AW, but do you ever get to interact with JR still from time to time? Oh, yeah. I always try to take a chunk of time when we're in the same room and that's cool. Visit, visit with him, get caught up with what's going on with his life and uh, everything. I tell you, you got to go when you go back and listen to just how talented he was of making a stinker actually smell a little better than yeah, like a rose maybe. Than yeah. what I'm saying, it, you know, he just he was really good at kicking dirt over stuff. So, uh, God bless him. Some of that stuff he had to go. How am I going to ever cover this? Yeah. But he did it, and he did it, and he made it exciting. And, uh, you know, he can he, he can say what you want about, you know, hey, they wrote the, uh, I'm just here to tell the lyrics to the music. But, man, it, it's such an important job. It's so critical uh, as a fan when you're sitting watching, because it's a big difference when you don't hear any, you know, when you're at the arena and you're just kind of watching it live versus when you're home and you add that excitement level to it, it brings it out so much more. And Jim has just, JR has done just a phenomenal job. And, uh, and he has a lot up here that he can help uh, teach others, just like you, uh, in the wrestling business. Well, you know, when you have a lot of experience, you know, that breeds maturity in your thought process. And you start looking at things, you know, from a different perspective. And uh, when you start sorting through, you got to go back and watch this stuff and go, now what, as a wrestling fan, am I seeing not? me as a wrestler or, or JR as an announcer, but as a wrestling fan, how am I interpreting what I'm, what I'm seeing? And it's when you have a lot of experience in the business, you're able to patch some holes that maybe some other people, you know, couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. 
Well, listen, you guys are on the road here. You uh, work in Orlando. 1,400 fans attended the matches June 9th and watched the Horseman main event against Luger and JYD, a match where you and Flair came up short against the baby faces. You guys moved on. You're, you're working. You're running around. You're traveling. 3,200 fans watched you and the Nature Boy lead the match with Luger and JYD again. That's another 17-minute match. The finish came when JYD pinned Rick. Man, as the heels calling this match, Arn, how difficult was it for you and Rick to get 17 minutes out of Luger and JYD? I know this is a long, long time ago, but, uh, I mean, here you are, you and Rick, you're getting it done with these two guys. Well, the key to that was just they kicked our ass for about 14 of that. <laughs> there you go. Just keep beating our ass, yeah. Kept it interesting. It was easier to do that than to get one of them down. Um so we just did what we did. We just kept feeding them and kind of keep the people screaming and keep them happy. And when it started to die, we'd get just enough heat to get probably a tag to JYD. I would think Luger would sell a couple of minutes, you know, anyway, and, uh, and do what we do, put them over. There you go. Well, June 11th, NWA taped the episode of World Championship Wrestling that aired on June 23rd. 2,500 fans at the St. Louis Civic Center were treated to a six-man tag involving Flair, Wyndham, and you taking on Rocky King, JYD, and Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. Arn, we have the final four and a half minutes of the show. We're going to take a look at it right now in our third clip of the week.
touchdown. Touchdown. I was very surprised to see Sting and Lex Luger here. I was informed they weren't going to be here. Obviously, you guys are surprised as well. We're not surprised at any collusion going on right now to these so-called superheroes. Let me explain something to you, Jim Ross. Batman's a superhero. Superman's a superhero. They all belong in comic books. They all belong in wrestling rings. There was three old three and three grown men can't get it done against the horsemen. That find something else to do. You see, we've always said we stick together. We're a family. Why don't they just circle the wagons and bring in the National Guard? It's an act of desperate men. I got nothing to say. That Nate's picture. Well, I understand. Wait just a second. I'm... Jim Hurd will be here next week to let you know what kind of stipulations you'll face seeing at the Great American Bank. Let me tell you something. The only one in the Turner Empire that tells me what to do is Jack Turner herself. So, Satan, listen up. If you'd have come down there tonight all by yourself and standing with 20 people behind you, we'd have settled it right here. Now, you gotta wait and you gotta think. And you got a dream about that? It's mine! It belongs to me! And you'll never be the day of your life that you wear it, pal! Fans will see you this Sunday night! Arn, after that promo, I'm convinced. You're back and better than ever, boys and girls. Listen, it's the deep sweat. The title belt, JR holding the mic. This is the wrestling we grew up on, and the intensity in which you delivered the message makes the message even more ominous. Now, fellas, if you're looking for the confidence to cut an amazing promo, the ability to put in the work and get that sweat flowing, and have your partner crown you as the undisputed champ they want to go Broadway with that night in and night out, You don't need Hall of Famer Jim Ross, no. You don't need that microphone or the best tag team wrestler of the television era in your corner. The nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chill. I knew it. (laughs) Arm Blue Chew's giving guys confidence all over the world. Isn't that right, my friend? It's my favorite part of the show. I can see you smiling. <laughs> you see that glimmer in my eye. It's Blue yes. Chew time. Yes. You want to be star of the neighborhood? You want to be over with all the husbands and wives? Get you some Blue Chew, buddy. It is the, what, Superman and Batman, speaking of superheroes, they must have been using if you start taking Blue Chew, you'll end up yourself in a comic book, okay, as a hero. You will, and it's Blue Chew that can get it done, and they are an online prescription service. Let's tell you how to get it because, man, you know it works. Arn and I are here to tell you that it does. It ships right to your door. You can go right online. You don't have to visit a doctor's office. There's no awkward conversations. The process is simple. Here you go. BlueChew, Right there. They have online medical providers. Once you're approved, you'll get the prescription within days. Again, if you don't want to swallow pills, no big deal. The tablets are chewable. Man, I'm telling you guys, listen, 
performance anxiety. Sometimes you can get in your own head, start having some problems. This is here to help you. We've all had a little bit of issues like that. It just doesn't happen to people in the ring. No, it happens to a lot of guys across the country. Blue Chew steps in. They can help you perform at your very best every single time. So here you go. You can try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN. A-R-N. That's the magic code. You'll only pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code ARN. Receive your first month free. Again, BlueChew.com for more details and safety info. And you, too, can be in a comic book as a superhero soon enough. BlueChew.com. How's that, Arn? Ironically, I am going to be in a comic book. We're going to start promoting it in November. It should be out by February. Ironically, since you brought it up, more to come. Man, if that's not the drop of all drops right here, June of 1990 episode, the Arn comic book coming soon. Woo, I love it. No wooing. No wooing, that's, that's, that's right. That's the other dude. No wooing. <laughs> Wrong show. Uh, I'm just excited. There you go. Well, listen, at the same taping for the June 24th episode of the NWA main event, you and Barry wrestled the Steiner brothers. We have the closing moments of this one involving four of our favorites. Guys, let's check it out. November, I'm sorry. Yeah, November. It's our fourth clip of the week. NWA main event. Here we go. The 24th of June, 1990. Let's check it out. Well, look at Arn Anderson. Boy, when they get you hurt, Anderson knows what to do with you. Arn's going to work on you and work on you hard. He gave up. That's pure power and strength on the part of Scott Anderson as he got that shoulder up high to the air. Arn's not going to be able to turn him over and put him back down. Now he does. Well, he drove himself right into the body scissors there for a moment. A tag and another double team as here's Wyndham back in. Scott Steiner's been in now for several minutes. He needs a tag right here. Yes, he needs to get to, get to Rick very bad. Suplex from Wyndham, and as tall and powerful as he is, when he suplexes you, you're right up way the mat. Down. Oh man, that's a long way down to the mat. Oh, good move, good move. Boy, he caught Barry Wyndham. Come on, Scotty. Come on, get over there to Rick. He's a long way from the corner, and I think he's got to got to go all the way around. I thought he had to go through Wyndham, but Wyndham went for the tag. Oh, oh. Arn's going to try to go. Oh, Scott Anderson. Oh, Scott. There he goes. Oh, there he's coming back. Scott Steiner wasn't able to get over for the tag. Collision oh. from behind. They both down on the mat. Arn looks like he may be out. Tell you what, it's taking the toll. It's been a hard match. And both, both teams have fought hard. And it's taking the toll. They've been standing toe and slugging it out since the opening bell. And here's Rick, the fresh man in the ring. He's taking them both on now. Oh, what a backdrop. Now they've gone after Wendell. Oh, scoop slam. Arms into the ropes, just being driven with those powerful rights by Scott Steiner. 
Well, the Steiners have turned it around. Yeah, they they sure are right now mauling. Well, it's like you said. And they win them. Scotty got the rig, got the fresh man, and it's a different store now. Oh, look at all the Anderson. See here. Well, he got close to Oli, and Oli just reached in, dragged him out of the ring. Very quickly, we had the bell. The referee said, stop it. We're not going to have any of that. That's grounds for disqualification. He got close to Oli, or Oli seen his man fixing to get beat, you know. And instead of taking a three count, they'll do anything they can do not to lose a match. Ladies and gentlemen, Barry Windham and Arn Anderson have been disqualified. The winners of the match, the Steiner Brothers. The hands of the Steiners fans raised as the winners. Oh. Hey, Oli's in it. I think Ola should have kept his suspenders on and stayed outside. And he comes right back for more, and there's Rick to floor him again. All right, so there you go. Uh, Arnold, I'm going to talk about a few things here. First of all, I've seen Rocky King. Now I've seen Scott Steiner both use the DDT. I guess now it's just one of those, you know, moves that everybody is just going to start using uh, here in the old WCW. When I used it, I won with it. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. The other thing of note is Ole. I want to talk about Ole for a little bit. He's uh, in this role as manager and advisor, obviously not afraid to get involved in the matches. But do you remember the transition as far as it taking place where, you know, he moves from to, into more of that J.J. Dillon type role as opposed to being an active competitor? It was along about this time, you know, he... He was mostly at TVs. He wasn't at a lot of the house shows because he just wanted to be home. His son was wrestling at UTC, uh, amateur wrestling, and he wanted to be there for that. So he was kind of in that role okay. during this time frame. So, so that was his, uh, his kind of, hey, listen, I want to be there for my son and do that. I'd rather just kind of you know, be here when I can as a referee, wear my black shirt, my black suspenders. Be the J.J. Dillon kind of role. Okay, gotcha. Just just be at TV. He had seven kids. I'm sure he had to try to split some of his fatherly duties amongst those seven kids. That don't leave much time to work. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Well, listen, two days later, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 13. And as we hinted to last week on this event, you wrestled Paul Lorndorf. This was the semi-main event of the evening with a card featuring the horsemen all over the show. Orndorff does win this match, but it was a nine-title match. So, of course, you would keep the TV title. I know that I'm excited to see two of my favorite workers uh, hook up here. So we're going to watch the finish to this one. It is fifth clip of the week. Clash of the Champions took place June 13th, 1990. Here we go. It's you and Mr. Wonderful. Keep fighting back, but Arn Anderson buries the knee into the ribs. He's working on that abdominal cavity there in the rib area. Arn Anderson, he never varies from his game plan. Atomic drop right into the turnbuckle, but their heads cracked. The back of Anderson's head smashed flushed into the face of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. They are both down. They both have a 10 count to rise to their feet. Anderson in the corner on the bottom rope. As they both now struggle to get to their feet. And I think we're at the count of seven. Anderson is up at eight. The referee will say now wrestle. 
who can regroup the fastest, who is the most resilient. Wild left hands from Arn Anderson. Neither one found the mark. Swinging wildly. And Mr. Wonderful winds up. Big right hand by Paul Orndorff, who steps on the second turnbuckle and will deliver some high-impact left hands. Tremendous lefts. Anderson got his abdominals, his uh, inverted atomic drop blocked. Comes back with some left hands. Mr. Wonderful takes them, side headlock, shoots him off, and he drops down. And there's a big form that caught double A right in the jaw. His running lights have been dimmed, and there's an elbow drop to the solar plexus. Flat on the man. Is he going to go for a pin? Lateral press. Here it comes. And double A kicks out at two. He still didn't hook the leg. Oh, what a thunderous knee lift. Boy, he's punishing Anderson now. One of the best and closely fought matches of the entire night. They're witnessing right here. At this juncture, it can still go either way. Orndorff cannot hold him down. They're both trying to get their opponents in a position to pin him, obviously. But they can't muster the offense to do it. There's a clothesline by Mr. Wonderful. And Arn Anderson has spent a lot of time on his back in the match. Well, this could be his move right here. But he pulled those knees up. Right along the waistline there. He pulled the knees up, doubling over Mr. Wonderful. And now Arn Anderson inside cradle. One, two. Reversal. Arn Anderson reversed it, and he's going. There it is, Arn. Uh, match there with Mr. Wonderful. So listen, he was an awesome worker, legit tough guy. Listen, for our folks listening to the show, and I know you know who he is, he main evented the first WrestleMania with Roddy Piper, Mr. T and Hogan. You spent a lot of time with Paul following the height of his career as both a wrestler and a man who worked backstage. What memories or dealings did you have with Mr. Wonderful that you can share with our audience? Well, he, he was all bad. He's on that hit, you know, top five of really tough son bitches that you don't want to get invited out back for a fist fight with. Yeah. He was tough son bitch, incredible amateur athlete uh, from, I think he went to the University of Tampa, football player, great physique, great physique, gave me... You know, just unsolicited, the best advice I ever had in the business when I first got to Georgia and he was fixing to go to the WWF. I was coming in. He was on his way out. He said, you know, I've been kind of watching you on one of these loops. And he came up to me at the gym. He said, you know, you're really working hard. He said, listen, just remember this. You keep stay in the gym, keep your body right, you learn how to work. You learn how to talk. They cannot deny you. Don't ever mm. forget that. And I kind of carried that around with me um, the rest of my career. But he was tremendous worker, heel or baby face, credible look, credible body, and just all man. Arn, let's face it. Such a stressful and taxing couple of days played hell on the body. There's no way that your body was performing at peak performance back in 1990. But today, with our crazy schedules, you and I both benefit 
from AG1 by Athletic Greens. Arn, just one scoop, and it gives you 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health, sleeping better, improved focus. What's not to like? This is a slam dunk, and better yet, you're going to sleep better and recover better. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment in you, and it's received 7,000-plus five-star reviews. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's so simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. It's very easy. Athletic Greens is also going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash ARN. That's it. Again, athleticgreens.com forward slash ARN to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. By the way, his son had a nice table set up there honoring his father at StarCast. And I uh, got to talk to him a little bit. You're nodding your head yes. You got to, I don't know if you got to see him or interact with him there. Just just to say hello. He's yeah. proud of his he's proud of his dad, and he should be. Absolutely. So uh, if you ever get a chance, check it out. He's on Instagram, too. And uh, and I know he posts a lot of awesome family pictures of Mr. Wonderful. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Arn, we do have one more clip from The Clash. This one is from the ending of the main event where the horsemen jump junkyard dog when it looks like he's going to defeat Flair. So here we go, clip six, Clash of the Champions. Let's take a look. He's going to get him. He's going to go right after him on the top turnbuckle. Big slam off the top rope. And the junkyard dog is walking tall here at the Clash of Champions. The JYD has got Flair in trouble. There's a headbutt, but he did not go for the pin. That may have been a mistake. Only Anderson comes in. Blakely kicks the dog in the ribs. There we go. The big uh, melee at the end of the at the end of the show there with uh, the dudes with attitudes and the four horsemen. Nothing flashy about the storytelling here. We have Sting and Flair at the center, surrounded by their allies, building to that July seventh Great American Bash. Everything appeared to be centered on this one match, Arn. 
after watching a lot of this back, do you think that the injury really hurt Sting's ascent to the top of WCW, or did the company successfully navigate the unforeseen injury? Uh, because that happened back in February. Here we are almost to July. What are your thoughts on this whole kind of buffer or this transitionary period? Well, you couldn't hold Sting down. You couldn't hold him back. He had incredible look. He was learning. He was getting better. He was listening. Incredible fire. But that look, I mean, I just I love that surfer look that oh, he had. Yeah. It just made him special, you know, the paint, the blonde hair, the good body, the tan, the whole thing. Uh, I think it, you know, set him back a little bit, obviously, with the injury and the timing. You know, we would have been on fire. The company would have been on fire at this point in time if he hadn't got hurt. You know, at the earlier show, uh, if he would have just been building and building and would have been putting more logs on the fire, God knows how hot he would have been at this point in time. Yeah. But it, uh, but he got he got there anyway. He did. He did. But it was unfortunate you had this February to June kind of let's figure it out. I mean, you threw Luger in there, and now we're getting a little bit of JYD. Um, and I'm sure it, it, you know that's hard. It's a hard de- uh, blow when you have a kid that is so red hot and then pump the brakes. So I'm like crashing right into the a brick wall, if you will, from a storytelling perspective, and try to change that up. Um, so you know it's hard to say. Did WCW do okay, or how did they handle that time period? Um, sounds like you tried just to make lemons, you know, lemonade out of lemons that you know that you were dealt. Well, there's you can't replace a sting. No. Who else? Who else you going to put in there? I mean, Steiner's were holding their end up. Luger was holding his end up. Paul did a good job, you know. JYD, God bless him, you know. He he helped me with get my first break, but he's not Sting. No, right. Uh, and nobody else. Nobody was, was. That's right. I mean, those are. It's a once, you know, once in a in a gen, You know, he's a generational talent type, you know, character. So there you go. Correct. Well, following the clash, the horsemen would hit the road, baby, and they toured SEC country. That's right. They're in Jacksonville on June 14th, and you weren't on the card, but you were in attendance as Flair and Wyndham would wrestle Luger and JYD. Sting interfered in the match, giving the baby faces the win, and the 5,000 in attendance hoped that he would indeed be back sooner rather than later. The following day, you did work the card in Savannah. On the 16th, there were 3,200 at the Civic Center in Augusta. They watched Luger and JYD defeat Flair and Wyndham with help from the Stinger. And rounding out this four days, the NWA ran the Omni. 5,000 fans attended the matches. You worked in the semi-main event against Scott Steiner. And in the main event, Mr. Wrestling 2 cost Flair and Wyndham the match against Luger and JYD. And then we move on. It's June 18th, Arn. NWA recorded television at the Cobb County Civic Center. 1,400 fans attended the tapings and saw the Horsemen in six-man tag action. We're going to pick this one up with about three minutes left. This is our uh, final clip of the week. Here we go. Three minutes left in this match. It's from NWA Pro, June 30th, 1990. Hey, I'll tell you what, if they wanted to handcuff only to somebody who he couldn't move around, they could handcuff him to Sid. Sid would keep an eye on him. Sid would make sure he didn't do anything wrong. Right. That'd be like uh, handcuffing uh, John Dillinger to babyface Nelson. Jim Hurd's been trying to get Flair ever since I can remember, and the rest of the horsemen, too, and so is the rest of the NWA. They're jealous of success, just like they've always been jealous of the Midnight Express. They're jealous of the four horsemen. Flair's the greatest wrestler in the world to me. 
but I don't see how any human being can beat Sting with all Sting's friends surrounding the ring and with his manager, Ole Anderson, handcuffed to the world's largest human, the guy's as big as some Winnebago's. I, tell I don't you, see how anybody can do it. There's going to be 14,000 fans there as well, but I promise you the majority will be cheering for Sting also. I'm surprised Herb don't make Flair dress up in a duck outfit, give all those 14,000 people a rifle and say it's duck season, as he's done everything but... All he's done is allow it to be an athletic competition one-on-one. -on -one. There must be a winner Saturday night, July 7th. There's no disqualification. The match must be won by submission or pinfall, and there'll be no interference. We won't have any more of this baloney that we had at Capital Combat when Ole Anderson raised the cage. I'll tell you what, the way Sid Vicious looks right now, brother, that El Gigante, however you say it, he may not be in any kind of shape to go out there and be handcuffed to Ole Anderson because that man right there, Sid Vicious, is a mean motor scooter in his own right. I'll have to agree with that. Fans, as we mentioned, tomorrow afternoon, Farmland, Indiana, 2 o'clock tomorrow night in Cincinnati and back in the Cobb Civic Center in Marietta on Monday night. That's this Monday night, 7.30, and double-A Major Joe DeFuria with that look, uh, left hand, and it is lethal. Look at his DeFuria. He's got a Playboy bunny on the back of his trunks. Arn I thought you'd notice that. Yeah, Arn Anderson just crossed that bunny's ears. He won't be doing any reproducing. We're going to be hearing from the junkyard dog, Mr. Wonderful, and El Gigante a little bit later about their six-man tag team event with the horseman that we're seeing completely dominate this contest. Can that guy even speak? He speaks I'm, Spanish. Speaks Spanish. That's the same thing to me. If you can't learn English, you shouldn't come to this country, in my opinion. Spinebuster by Double A. He's a he's a he's a moron. He's a beast from some jungle down there in Argentina. You know where they go? All that stuff. You know? What has he got? What business has he got in professional wrestling? Huh? That guy seven seven has business anywhere he wants to go. These the men are wrestlers. By Barry Windham, and he wraps them up. The Horseman. Are no offense to those three guys, but they were they were badly outgunned in this affair. Well, we kept Horner. If you notice, Tim Horner was on the yeah. apron. We kept him there for a reason. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Re we needed to mug somebody on that particular night, and no reason to do that to Tim. He's a tremendous talent. Tim was out there. I think the Italian stallion was out there as well. The other one, the, the, but the guy with the with the uh, Playboy bunny on the shorts, he just got wrecked. And then, yeah. and, and you got Jim Cornette and good old Jr. doing their thing, making the upcoming events matter. How underrated is this pairing in your mind? Double A, Corny and Jr. working together. Oh well, Cornette's hilarious, you know, yes. and, and he's articulate when it's time, and it's, you know, he says some stuff you got to think about for a second, and then it it becomes comical. He's he was a great announcer, you know. Obviously, he had uh, a lot of material to deal with. He, he certainly did, but, man, they had chemistry, and uh, it was fun listening to those two. June 19th, the crew worked the Municipal Auditorium in Columbus, Georgia, with 1,850 in attendance. As noted in the research, on June 20th, NWA world champion, here we go, here's a little more history, Ric Flair attended a fundraiser for Senator Jesse Helms in Charlotte, Flair was requested to attend on behalf of President George Bush and sat at the head table with the president. During the fundraiser, Bush introduced Flair with Governor Jim Martin, then holding up the four fingers. Flair had a personal audience with the president for about 10 minutes. The NWA USA Tag Team Champion Stan Lane was also in attendance. 
So there you go, an audience with a tenured senator and president of the United States. Hopefully Rick left the robe at home and limited the kamikazes. But seriously, if that event doesn't illustrate the popularity and name recognition of Rick Flair, I'm not, a sh- I'm not sure what does, buddy. He's, uh, so Flair's at this fundraiser. You, as a result, and that's, this is the reason I really wanted to talk about that, you step into his role in the main event in Birmingham, Alabama. So, yes, there's 700 fans in attendance that night. And, uh, yep, that's the correct number. 700 fans, and this is the card for that night. You have Eligante defeating El Diablo, the Samoan SWAT team <laughs> defeating Danny Davis and the Star Blazer, Brian Pillman pinning Dutch Mantel. Uh, you got Bam Bam Bigelow. He's in a match, and he's beat via DQ. You have Mark Callis, that's right, who we would know to come to know as The Undertaker, defeating Norman the Lunatic. Can you say Bastion Booger? You got Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson defeating Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. Barry Windham pinning Tommy Rich. And the Junkyard Dog pinning NWA television champion Arn Anderson, substituting for NWA world champion Ric Flair in a non-title match. There you go, Arn. What do you think about that? How many people were there? 700 fans. They must have been offering free corn dogs (laughs) and a pony ride out back. It was Because that (laughs) is a horrible card. It was the wrestlers, their families, and extended families, and I think it was just a picnic and under a pavilion. I I don't know what was going on. I think it was okay, guys. It's not far from Atlanta. Just run down the road and get a sweat and (laughs) come come back and drink heavily. That's all I can figure. Uh, Well, June 21st marked the beginning of the 1990 Great American Bash Tour. 1,500 fans watched the matches emanating from the historic Mid-South Coliseum. You're not on the car, but both Barry and Rick wrestled that evening. Flair uh, lost his non-title match to JYD, while Barry defeated hardcore wrestling fan favorite Tracy Smothers. And then in Murfreesboro, buddy, are you in a rainstorm? Are you in a rainstorm right now? Is it coming down? Yep. Can you hear it? Oh, I can hear it. Yeah, it's coming through the mic. So, guys, that's what it is, and he can't help it. It's a rainstorm. So we're in Murfreesboro the following day. You escorted Flair to the ring as he took on JYD, who was seconded by Sting. And then on the 23rd, the NWA ran in Knoxville, Tennessee. The 25th, you're in Chattanooga. You and Flair teamed together in the main event, uh, taking on Doug Furness and the Junkyard Dog. And then we close out the month. Speaking of the rain, it's Niagara Falls, Ontario. June 26th, Barry Windham and Ric Flair represented the Horsemen losing the main event match against JYD and Lex Luger. The 27th in Toronto, you wrestled JYD second from the top, losing this one. And the next day, Brantford, Ontario, you and Rick wrestled Luger and JYD. Whew, I need to take a breath, Arn. Lots going on in the wrap-up the month. Finally, in Chicago on the 30th, the NWA ran the UIC Pavilion. On the car, you wrestled the Junkyard Dog second from the top. And in the main event, Luger and Orndorff defeated Wyndham and Flair. And, buddy, that wraps up a busy, a freaking busy June 1990. The creative direction is clearly pushing Sting to the moon and getting him ready to become the franchise on July 7th in Baltimore. And next week, we're going to discuss that exact moment as well as the ensuing events following Sting's victory over the Nature Boy. 
And uh, I'm excited about that, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to July 1990 and the Great American Bash. Well, Sting's life changed forever. It did. The, comp- the company went a different way. The business, you know, had a brand new superstar. A lot of things happened. It certainly did. 1990 was a pivotal year for WCW as we're doing this together. And I want to tell everybody before we wrap up the show that, Arn, uh, you and I talked, and uh, I know we've been pretty hardcore running week to week each month of your career. But one of the things that we keep hearing a lot from the fans, and uh, we're going to bring back here every once in a while, is more of those Ask Arn Anythings, uh, where the fans and the folks that listen to the show get to ask you what's on their mind and ask questions. We've covered a lot of material uh, the last several months of your career, and I'm sure there are fans that are have some questions about what's going on or maybe some of their own thoughts, and, and it could be about anything. So on an upcoming show, look for the posts on social media or on adfreeshows.com. We're going to be soliciting some questions for Arn, and we're going to start breaking out more of those. Uh, Not to the frequency that used to happen, but every once in a while, we're going to start popping those in. And so uh, if you have questions, we'd encourage you, be a part of the show. Be a part of the episode. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. And then before we get out of here, I also want to remind you, boxagimmicks.com. That's where you can find all your, not only your Arn Show Pod merchandise, but also that Four Horsemen merch. Arn, I know you're excited about that line. Yes, I am. Everybody knows nostalgia. Uh, hats are on the way. Uh, jackets are on the way. That's right. Appreciate, appreciate everybody's help. T-shirts are in place. So wear them proudly, guys. There you go. Well, listen. Uh, It's my honor and privilege to work again with Arn this week. We've had a lot of fun recounting the steps of his history, his wrestling history, as we go through 1990 on behalf of the Hall of Famer. He's the enforcer, the Rome, Georgia fashion plate, Arn Anderson. This is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right here next week on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.